No. Dude, are you kidding me? You saved your dad's life. First Cheryl, and now your dad. If you keep this up, you're going to need a superhero name. Like Pure Heart the Powerful. Hello and welcome to... Oh, Christ, I don't even know. I think we're at 276. Episode 276 of Under the Cull of MS. This is normal Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. And we got a nice little pile of comics to go through today. That was just a little quote from the Archie series, TV series, talking to Jughead. But all right. We're gonna start with Archie Halloween Spectacular. I happened to get it right around. Halloween and didn't get it read in time to talk about it before Halloween, so figure I'll talk about it now, but Archie's on his way to meet up with Veronica, and this story is called In Pumpkin Problemo, guest starring Sabrina, the teenage witch. And in this episode, he when he's on his way to Veronica's house, he happens to run across a girl with a cat. And she asks him to take him around town, and he can't because he's in a hurry to get to Veronica's for something important in his mind. (laughs) And so since she was snubbed, she puts a little curse on Archie. Next day, he wakes up with a pumpkin for a head. And everybody's like, take the mask off, but he doesn't have a mask on. It's an actual pumpkin, so. He has to deal with it until he comes across Sabrina to see if she can help him. And you gotta check out the story to see what all happens. It's a fun one. That's a new story in the Archie line. And then we have Betty and Veronica in Season of the Witch. In this one, we see that uh, Veronica has a. a necklace with that you can open up and it's got a picture of an old lady in it and here it just happens that the lady may be a witch type figure and we find out through Jughead that this lady is a witch indeed and that whoever holds the necklace it can be become possessed and it's, I don't want to give away what happens how, with the necklace, where it ends up, and stuff like that. But it's a fun little possession story. So check that one out. Then we got the problem with pumpkin, Archie, and the problem with pumpkin, where Archie and Jughead are at Pops getting some lunch, and Pops just happens to have a bunch of new items on the menu that are uh, pumpkin related, and so. Archie and Jughead decide to have themselves a nice little pumpkin-style lunch. And Reggie shows up and picks on Archie for being a little pumpkin head himself with his orange hair. And we get to see what happens throughout the storyline with some more stuff with pumpkins and Reggie and all that. It was just a fun little... Fun little... uh, gang get together with some picking on of Archie going on. Then we got Archie and friends in Halloween horror. In this one, this character that's uh, head of a publishing company has this super suit and finds out that some moths ate it and just before he finds out about it, Chuck shows up to try and get some of his uh, artwork and stuff looked at and publishing stuff and see if he can get get some contracts, get a job or whatever. And uh, Because this character noticed that his suit was a, eaten up by moss, he got all mad and he's like, you don't even want to present stuff to me because I'm not in the mood and I can accept it. So he just could just kicks Chuck out the door and down the road and 
Chuck just happens to come across. Betty in there. Well, her and Nancy are both working on working for like a sewing company and stuff happens with them. It's like a costume company and they end up losing their jobs because some work got cut and just so happens that Veronica's dad's working on bought a haunted house type thing and he's having problems and everybody's problems kind of work together and you get to see how they make things happen and make things work out for him. It was a really fun story. That was probably my favorite story of the of them all in here. Archie's little pumpkin head is a definite second. But yeah, this is a nice little collection of stories from the Archie gang for Halloween. I'm glad I picked this one because I usually only pick up one of the holiday specials for each of the holidays. Otherwise... I end up, I have so much Archie stuff piling up the way it is. It's like a lot of the stories I'll end up with in other books anyways. So that's why I like to pick out the one that sounds the funnest and go with that one each, every holiday and see what happens. But check that out. Then we got Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. This was issue three. Done well again with the three different stories we get the worst convent in the world by jay baruchel paco medina federico blee and vc's joe sabino this one was basically deadpool wanted a penguin and he ordered a penguin something happened he's like where's my penguin like, you gotta go to this convent. That's where the penguins are. The nuns are taking care of the penguins and sell them. And he gets there and finds out that the nuns are not really nuns. And you gotta read the story to find out what's up with that. But it was a really fun one. And you get to see whether or not Deadpool ends up getting himself a penguin in the end or not. And then we have The Bet by Frank Thierry, Takashi Okazaki, and VC's Joe Sabino. Sabino, Sabino, Opanino. But in this one, this was a lot of fun with uh, uh, Deadpool and uh, uh, what the heck is uh, Bullseye. That's his name. Deadpool and Bullseye are both on the same contract and they go through this building the get their contract and it just happens that this building is full of all kinds of things that they're going to come across including i'll give you one of them but th- this was a lot of fun and i don't want to ruin them all but <laughs> every time they go through another door they end up in the some type of issue but one of my favorite parts was Seeing a room full of sharks with lasers on their heads, of course. <laughs> uh, that was a, that was a really fun story. Was, I, I can't even pick my favorite out of these because I'd say that one was probably my favorite out of the three stories. But then we got the perfect ones, and it's done by Stan Sakai and Rochelle Rosenberg. And when you get Stan Sakai... You get Isaji Yojimbo artwork, and it's just beautiful seeing Deadpool in a Usagi in the Usagi Yojimbo style world. And I just I love this story too. But <laughs> just him dealing with all kinds of characters, fighting with barbarians and samurai warriors, and Basically trying to figure out, it's it's the story of how he got his swords in the long run. He's basically testing out different type of weaponry throughout the story. And it shows how he got his swords. And it's, I'm so happy Stan guy ended up doing that one. Because given it that Usagi Yojimbo look, it was just perfect. It made the story. So, that's a hard one to... If, the second or third story is my favorite, but screw it. They all are. It's a good book. I'll just say it. This is my favorite issue of 
the first three. <laughs> that works. <laughs> And then we got Gunslinger Spawn, number one by Image Comics. Uh, I did this. This was my least cared about character out of the Spawn universe. But I, he's be, slowly becoming my favorite. And we get to learn about what's up with him nowadays. What's going on? The poor guy's stuck with a motorcycle. Beautiful looking motorcycle. But doesn't understand what the hell's going on with it. It stopped working for him, broke down, and he's used to horses because he's from the the nineteenth century. So that's I don't have the phone next to me, so we're just gonna have to let that one ring in the background this time. I'm sure it's nobody important. But yeah, we get him dealing with this motorcycle and trying to figure out why it's not working for him anymore, and he. Comes across an old gas station. There's this kid that's running the gas station. That's kind of a troublemaker himself. And the gunslinger kind of like rolls his bike into the gas station while the kid's off getting wasted. And the kid comes back, finds gunslinger in the shop and kind of helps him out with the bike, shows him what's up and what's all wrong with it. I'm not going to tell you. You got to read it for yourself. But along the way, we find out more stuff about his father, some other angels and demons and things. And then we go back into a bunch of little short stories of the gunslinger's past where we get to see how he spent his days in the past and dealing with people and contracts and how he earned money to make a living and how his weaponry is tainted with his blood and that's how he can kill the demons but yet every time he uses his blood he gets a little bit little weaker each time and we get to see what's going on with him because of it and it just this was awesome. It was, it was the peak, the peak day resistance of the Spawn universe for me. This new whole universe thing that's going on right now. I really am into this whole grouping, which I gotta be because I'm following every one of these runs off it right now and they got another damn one starting <laughs> i think in december or january it's like oh they just don't stop with it they just keep coming out with new ones which kind of drives me nuts because they have enough out right now between spawn scorched um the king spawn gunslinger the uh, there's a few other ones, but yeah, they need to ease on up, ease on up the road. All right, next one. We got the nice house on the lake, number five from DC Black Label. This is getting deep, people. We're finally getting into the storyline. Or starting to understand a little more of what's going on as far as the people, where they're where they're hanging, what's going on with this house on the lake. This beautiful house on this beautiful lake that happens to be in Wisconsin, but I noticed it from the beginning and it's just first being explained to us now. But it's like I live in Wisconsin and there's not mountains. But we're seeing mountains in the background every now and then. And it's like really? How does that represent that it's in Wisconsin? But in here, we find out a little bit more. And we get to find out about the other totems. We get to find out about the people themselves, their different little symbolization. We get to find... We finally get the people that... Well, we had the ones that went in the basement, found weaponry. We found the one went off, found another building and a bunch of more... Uh, little symbol structures. Uh, 
We have one that's just working on astrology, one that's working on the environment, trying to figure out more about the animals that are in in the bubble with them and all that. And it's just, this issue is definitely a big uh, changer for us. This got us way deeper into the story. You kind of see the group dealing with their attitudes, but yet coming together a little bit more in here. And we get some surprises also in this one. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking for forward to issue six because usually the sixth issue is usually give you, gives you some big gameplay uh, answers once you get there. But we will see what happens. I am looking forward to it. And then we have Red Sonia, number two, from Dynamite. This is the I want to say it's like volume five, but it is basically one of the newest runs, the newest main Red Sonia run. But we get to see Red Sonia getting the child to someone that is going to take the child to her mother. Yet the child wants to stay with Red Sonia and wants Red Sonia to be her mother. And along the way, they just happen to come. Well, Red Sonia is basically on her last leg, just almost dead from the last issue. And in this issue, we see a gentleman. It happens to come across the girl and Red Sonia, and the girl gets him to take them to her home and help Red Sonia and he basically does for like nine days I believe it is and while that's going on while Red Sonia is healing and she doesn't she hasn't awoken yet the child just does some work around his farm for his house for him and he keeps her busy while he's working on trying to heal Red Sonia and once she does get healed she takes the child to this person that's supposed to take her to her mother and we see lots of stuff happen here that uh, puts a big change on the whole story itself. I was going to stop after this issue. I was hoping to stop after this issue. I did not pre-order the third issue. So I will only way I will be seeing that anymore is if I go to the store and get it. Or if I find it on some bargain deal down the road and I pick up the issues I'm missing. But yeah, I was. It was an alright story layout to start with, but it just wasn't really pulling me in, so I was going to let it go. But now I want to know, damn it, I want to know who her mother is. I want to know what they're going to end up finding when they get there, if they get there. But yeah, see what they go through in this issue first. And this issue did change change my mind on it. So then we checked out Task Force Z because I like the whole Suicide Squad runs that they've been doing. I've been enjoying everything I checked out. I have not checked out anything with Task Force X yet. But oh, that phone is just going to keep going today. Probably I know I got some calls coming in pretty soon. So, but this Task Force Z. This is issue one from DC Comics, which surprisingly this isn't. This should be a DC Black Label. It'd be a good Black Label comic. But yeah, we get uh, a variety of characters in here dealing with a zombified man bat, a zombified Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Bane. Yeah, that was it. And we got the Red Hood that's kind of controlling them all. He's the leader of this Suicide Squad Task Force X style group. And he's also working 
with a character known as the Crazy Quilt, which has to be some type of relation to the one from the Suicide Squad, new Suicide Squad movie, the guy with the little colored buttons that has the mom issues and stuff. So I'm kind of curious how he got these powers, just like the other one got his. I want to know more about the power prevalence, why why they why they gain those powers and stuff. But we get uh, the Dark Knight Batman in here. I think it's the Dark Knight version. Or no, it's not Dark Knight. What's the one that's more historical? Uh, Uh, I can't think of it, but anyways, they're using a Lazarus resin to keep these zombified characters from basically turning full zombie and just devouring everybody. It's interesting seeing this side of the Suicide Squad style family and seeing where they're going in here. And it's like the Red Hood character. I didn't really. Wasn't anybody that I really cared for in the past, but he's definitely interesting in here. Uh, I'm just looking at a page here. Sorry, with the, the Batman with the. Sword and stuff. I don't know why I can't think of it. It's a, I just... I need to know his name. It's driving me... Oh, okay. There it is. Haha. <laughs> Arkham Knight. That's who it was. Now we got this weird alien. Long arms. Tall. This character is part of the gang, too. And he's not zombified. So, it's kind of... He's a very interesting character, but we didn't get enough scene from it yet of what he can do or what his abilities are. So I'm hoping to find out more about that character in the uprunning ones. In here, they run into Mr. Freeze and his gang and Mr. Freeze and Task Force. And his, well, Mr. Freeze and his clan take on the Task Force Z clan and it's just a big old melee and I can't really say what's going on with that because I don't want to ruin it all but I wish I could remember the the alien style character's name too so I said not long ago I need to start writing this shit down but I just then I don't read as much. I, I read faster if I'm not writing shit down. <laughs> I just can't explain it. Worth a crap. But Yeah. This is... I'm looking forward to the rest of this. I think I screwed up and didn't order like the pre-order like the third one. So I'll pick up that one down the line. Because I think this is only going to be like a four-issue run. But we will see. Then the final one that I'm going to talk about is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 112. The reason I picked this up because it had like a, the gang going to see a movie and there's like 3D effects of it. The swamp creature jumping out of the screen. It's a fun little story about them going to an outdoor theater and talking to the people that run it and meeting them and then watching the picture and hearing that they had problems with monsters jumping out of the screen in previous filmings and while they're watching this one which is about a swamp creature the swamp creature happens to jump out and chase a bunch of people around a bunch of things happen a bunch of other creatures happen to pop up and i'm not going to root for you you're going to have to read the story but it was the normal scooby-doo in the gang lots of fun and then I love the second story, too. This is great. Uh, we get a 
creatures coming out of the old black and white style films, but uh, we get a parody of Vamp or Elvira, Mistress of the Dark style parody. Whereas in this uh, run, we get Nocturnal Mistress of Midnight is her name. And it's funny because same as Elvira, she's got the big hair and costume, and then she takes off the big hair, and it's just this short-haired blonde, and it's like, it's just, they parody out Elvira really good in this one. But it's fun just watching them with all the different creatures and all that stuff, and what's going on with her horror macabre show, and why they gotta help out and at one point Shaggy and Scooby get a job hosting the show as Count Shagula Shagula and Mummy Mutt <laughs> his buddy Mummy Mutt and it's just I'd love to see them to do that give up the ghost hunting and become horror host that'd be funny but yeah that was a lot of fun so check those out. This is a real great stack of comics to go through. It's pretty quick, but really enjoyable. So that's it for that. And we'll get to some MS Hell stuff right after this. Okay, I like parodying songs, but I haven't done any in a while. And I need to get my butt back to it. I'm going to play a little bit of this Roxanne. Roxanne parody, but it's an official multiple sclerosis version. I just happened to come across this online, so I'm going to play part, most, or all of it for you. If I get in trouble down the road, oh well. <laughs> but I just wanted to put this out there. Yo, shout to Brandon Bieber, misguided bits, the sparkle light, and all the folk in the MS content making space. We need you out here, bro. MS, MS, all I want to do is screw up my life. Goddamn, MS, teaching leaders over my brain is fine. Got a thumb apesia, left thumb paresthesia. Learn me to Utah, also maybe foot drop. MS, MS. All they want to do is screw up my life. But don't get MRIs for the thrills yet. New enhancing lesions give me chills yet. I gotta make this knee left. Stop. Stop. Advancing DSS gon' make me drop. Sometimes with the sights doing something wrong. Escalate the treatment is my neural song. Hope the product label gives me out. PML is all I can think about. I need myelin. Myelin, oligo precursors come through. Myelin, myelin, CNS stress to the point of lassitude. MS, MS, all they want to do is screw up my life. Goddamn, MS, deep one. Black holes on my last MRI. Got on thalmoplegia, left on paresthesia. Learn me to new talks, also maybe foot drop. MS, MS. All they want to do is screw up my life. What's at stake, yeah? Acts on fake, yeah? Living fast, working hard, need a break, yeah? Make it swank, yeah? Healthy place, yeah? Something three, ooh, give it to me straight, yeah? Life don't owe you, don't be no fool. Chalk, I say this game makes up its own rules. Yeah, mapping out on Emma's plan, don't go crazy. Ooh. Ooh, genetic pictures of the brain, your face. Smiling. Myelin, oligo precursors come through. Myelin, myelin, CNS stress to the point of lassitude. MS, MS, all I wanna do is rule my life. Goddamn, MS, teaching lesions over my brain is fine. Got all them aplasia, left them paresthesia. Learn me to your talks, also maybe put drop. MS, MS, all I wanna do is Goddamn MS. <laughs> Why don't you get out of my life? I just like this song. I like the video because he displays a lot of characters from the MS world and their contacts and all that in there. But that is done.
Uh, let's see. It's. I think it's done by Arizona Zerbis. Is his name? I don't really give it on here, so that doesn't help. But it has contacts like Dr. Brandon Bieber and Myelin and Melanin podcast, which I talked about in the past, Tripping on Air, MS Guided Bits, the Jenna Green, the Marable Kings, all kinds of different people that you can get contact information off of if you like little MS style songs. You want to check it out. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So... <laughs> and I'll probably get in trouble for playing someone's song but I was going to do my own Roxanne parody which I believe I did a Roxanne parody a while back but I figured that just happened to be more fun so I put that out there uh, today, today, today I went and see my PCP today and actually got a lot of stuff done it was pretty good I explained to her that tomorrow I'm starting a sugar flush. Told at told her what was up with my neurologist. I went to see my MS neurologist a couple weeks ago, and he never gave me anything for reference for a different type of pain medication and going off to Belbuchen, going on something else for the overall body pain, and wants to send me to pain management and all this other shit. I'm like, really? I gotta go back to them. Last time I went and talked to pain management about all over body pains, they gave me a tube of shit to put on my knee <laughs> for knee pain, and that didn't even work for the knee pain. So it's like, <laughs> then you find out that uh, long term use of that shit ends up getting into your kidneys and stuff like that. And it's like, really? I'm putting that externally on me, and it's going in and de- destroying my vital organs. No thanks, don't need that shit. Now they sell it over the counter. <laughs> Used to have to get it by prescription. Uh, yeah. Medical world just amazes me how they're out there to heal us and that it seems like 90% of the shit they're doing is out there to hurt us. And I had my nurse, my MS's nurse wrote me a letter back basically saying that I, uh, well, actually, I don't know. I might be able to bring it up here while I'm talking about other stuff. But I came to them with a bunch of other things, and they didn't really respond to any of it or fix any of it. Just wants to send me to more people, more specialists that I'd have to run down a freighter for, which I don't really want to go down there. I'm all right with them if they're in West Bend or something like that, but. Well, anyway, I got to go all the way back to Freighter for some type of specialist. And then I see my urologist last week, and he wants me to try out the certain type of appetite suppressant thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. And uh, he's like, well, you got to go down to this one department in Freighter for them to hook you up with it. And I'm like, well, all right, I suppose. I don't want to, but. I was seeing my PCP this week, and no one ever called me up from Freighter for that appointment. So when I seen her today, I mentioned that, and she looked up my records with him, and she's like, oh, I know what that is. I'm on that. <laughs> she's trying it now. She went off the ribelsis also because it was making her sick in a different way. And then so she went to try this, and she's liking it so far. So she's going to put me on it. Apparently, it's an injection I'm going to have to go in for like once a week or something like that. So it's it's got a variety of benefits in it for me for other things also. So I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Let's check it out and see what happens. But and I went over with her about the stuff with my neurologist. He wouldn't help me with pain stuff, and she's like, well, we can up the Belbuca two more times yet. But I explained to her how I can put the patch in my upper denture because that's the only spot I can get it to hold. She's going to contact the company and see if there's any problems with that or not. Because I'm like, it does not dissolve the patch. I can be like two hours later, oh, shit, I forgot about that. And uh, 
I just blinked all of a sudden. I forgot what I was talking about. Damn it. Ah, shit. But yeah, it's just more things I'm swapping around with, with trying other different types of things. So she's going to try the Bellevue. You could talk to them about that, those issues. And, uh, see if we get any luck with that after all and then i had when i talked to my neurologist i when i sent him a message i'm like well i never got a response of, uh, about my lab results because when i looked at my lab results in my files they showed that a lot of my numbers are way off in the negative zones and i'm like okay do i have to worry about it she wrote me and said that as for your lab results, they are expected results for being on Mavenclad and of no concern. And then the doctor doesn't contact you for stable results. It's like, well, they didn't look like they're stable results to me. So it's a concern to me. She's like, only if there is a concern. As for pain, your doctor usually doesn't treat significant pain and refers to pain management. He does not prescribe Belbuca, <laughs> which my last neurologist that seen me twice and then left me, he's the one that prescribed it. So I would think a neurologist could subscribe, prescribe me the medication. If your PCP is currently prescribing this, which she is not, she's just keeping it up from the last neurologist that prescribed it, you may want to ask her if there is an alternative or we can send you to pain management. <laughs> can you explain the all over body pain you are having? <laughs> Which I told them, it feels like a <clears throat> every cell in my body, excuse me, was beaten and bruised with a baseball bat. And every movement I make, every every muscle, every, every skin cell, everything just hurts. No matter what you're doing, every movement, everything. So I don't know how else to explain it to her any different. And then she says that I see details in your chart chart about osteoarthritis in your knees, of course, not caused by MS. I'm like, I never said anything about my knees or my knees causing MS. I know my knee history and I get injections for it every three to six months. So, okay, I took that as being rude by her. But I wonder about fibromyalgia. Or possibly something else going on. It's like, do you understand what MS is? <laughs> and why is this nurse, an MS nurse, and not having any concepts of MS? I don't understand why she's pushing me. I know what fibromyalgia pain feels like. I know what different things, styles of pain feel like. This is a constant every day, get out of bed and want to cry, not want to walk upstairs. You know what kind of pain you're going to deal with every morning until you get enough freaking things in your body to relieve some of the pain so it's not as bad and you can get out in the world and deal with it <coughs> for a few hours and then come back and deal with it again. But, okay. I see that you had adverse effects to Cymbalta, which I don't remember having adverse effects to Cymbalta. I had one time I took antidepressant that just I had a bad response to and then I went off it because it was changing my pulse and I had diarrhea issues and all that. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. So I got off it. Swig for the worker, man. Trying to get rid of this cough. But if you have pain from numbness, tingling, or even the sharp pain in the side stomach, which I explained to her that Lately, yeah, I've been having this where it's like someone's ripping my side open with razor blades and pushing shards of glass soaked in rubbing alcohol into the wounds and electrifying it. And it's like, this may be from nerve damage from MS. No shit. That's what I said. I said, it's not external on the flesh and it's not deep enough to be a vital organ. It's more than likely ms nerve damage but i'm like do i have to worry about it at all or do i have to just live with it and is there anything for it and the doctor said 
didn't give me any suggestions. And I mentioned a thing for pain and I screwed up and had the wrong piece of paper and it ended up being something for fatigue instead of pain. And he laughed at me and said, well, that's for fatigue. That's not going to help you with pain. I'm like, oh, shit, I grabbed the wrong sheet. So I want to worry about fatigue next time I seen him. I wanted to focus on the pain first this time because that's more prevalent. That makes everything worse. So it's like, let's get that dealt with and then we'll worry about the fatigue later because some of the pain medications out there help with fatigue also. And that's what I wanted to ask him about, but he wouldn't even give me a freaking name to try and get that. And then have you trialed, trialed any neuropathic medications like gabapentum or Lyrica? I've heard people's results from it and wasn't really thrilled with it. And, it's, and then is your mood depression controlled as depression can, can certainly flare pain? It's like a depression is actually better right now. It's, I've explained that to my PCP today. It's like, since being on Mavenclad, I am happy so far with the results. I feel like I'm more mobile at the moment. I'm getting more things accomplished. And mentally, I'm triggering better. And some other things, new things that I adapted to my routine have definitely helped me cognitively. And podcasting, of course, definitely helped with my cognitive issues. So... As we will see, I have, God, that phone is just not going to stop today. I have a new segment starting this tomorrow that will be called Wellness One, Wellness Wednesdays. Uh, every Wednesday we'll be doing a wellness thing, getting you up to date on what I've dealt with with the, like, the next 30 days will be the sugar flush, and then uh, we'll be incorporating certain things back into our routine and see if any of them have any types of effects to us, physically, mentally, or whatever. And just keep track of it all, do a big diary on it, and wipe out the things that do make me feel funky. And things that benefit us will go into some new recipe ideas. And we have a group thing that might be starting from this also through our patients getting paid membership. I uh, put a thing out there saying, Hey, what about doing a book together? And I mentioned some ideas to them and we have a variety of people interested and we are going to work on something that I think is, would be a huge benefit to people all over with uh, chronic conditions. So we'll see. I will keep you up to date on things with that too. But while I was at my PCP today, I decided, screw it. Let's get the annual health and wellness exam done. Uh, so I did all my things for that, all my little tests and all that. And I basically got my weight done for a day and yeah we're starting out at 4 30 <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be interesting if i can do a sugar rush at 4 30 anybody should be able to do a sugar flush sugar rush i think i said sugar flush it's gonna be a sugar rush when i'm done with this flush and i end up having sugar again but uh so I did my health and wellness for the year, got that done, and then decided to go ahead and get my flu vaccine, get it out of the way. It's like, I didn't get it, get flu vaccines for many, many, many years, and then the past few years, I just said screw it and been getting it, because I don't need to take any extra risks, but they gave me my sheet for it, so I figured what the hell, I'll talk about the flu vaccine today. Like, why get vaccinated? Influenza vaccine can pre prevent influenza, the flu. Flu is a contagious disease that spreads around the United States every year and everywhere else, usually between October and May. Anyone can get the flu, but it is more dangerous for some people. Infinite, infants, infinites. 
Infants and young people, people 65 years and older, pregnant people, and people with certain health conditions or a health weakened immune system are at great risk of flu complications. Or we have, many of us have an increased immune system, except for mine's weakened at the moment because of my maven cloud, but pneumonia, bronchitis, sinus infections, and ear infections are examples of flu-related complications. If you have a medical condition such as heart disease, cancer, or diabetes, flu can make it way worse. Flu can cause fever and chills, sore throat, muscle aches, fatigue, cough, headache, and runny or stuffy nose. Some people may have vomiting and diarrhea, though this is more common in children than adults. So you notice that? I mean, when I was younger, I would get, when I'd get sick, I'd be puking. I just can't, I remember puking a lot as a child when I'd get sick. And when I became older, I, you don't puke as much. Unless you're an alcoholic and you're all puking up the booze. But, yeah, it's like I don't. I, I got sick for that month or so on that ribelsis stuff. And that was the first time I threw up in years. So. <laughs> uh, another drink for the working man. The throat is tickling away. But yeah, you don't puke as much as you do when you're younger for some reason, or at least I didn't. So, the flu vaccine prevents millions of illnesses and flu-related visits to the doctor each year. The CDC recommends everyone uh, six months and older get vaccinated every flu season. Children six months through eight years of age may need two doses during a single flu season. Everyone else needs only one dose because those kids are nasty. They're wiping boogers all over the place and touching each other. It takes about two weeks for protection to develop after the vaccine. There are many flu flu viruses, and there are always they are always changing, just like the COVID shit lately. Each year, a new flu vaccine is made to protect against the influenza. Viruses believed to be likely to cause disease in the upcoming flu season, which also cracks me up because the stubborn pricks with the COVID vaccine sit there and, oh, not enough research and not enough nothing, even though there's been more research on this than any other drug in history. And yet they'll go and get a flu. I, I took people to go get their flu shot in the past month that won't get the COVID shot, but yet the flu shot is re remade every year to work with whatever flu variant is out there at the time. And yet something that's been out there for a few years, <laughs> they won't touch. But even when the vaccine doesn't exactly match these viruses, it may still provide some protection. Influenza vaccine does not cause the flu. It may be given at the same time as other vaccines. Tell your vaccination provider if the person getting the vaccine has an allergic reaction after a previous dose of the influenza vaccine or has any severe life-threatening allergies or has ever had Julian Barr syndrome, also called GBS. In some cases, your healthcare provider may decide to postpone the vaccination until a future visit or whatever, and just talk it over with them. Let them know what you dealt with in the past, what you're dealing with now, and all that stuff, and they'll sit there and look into it. Risks of the vaccine reaction are soreness, redness, and swelling where the shot is given. Fever, muscle aches, and headache can happen after influenza vaccination. There may be very small increased risk of Jillian-Barr syndrome after in inactivated influenza vaccine, the flu shot. And then young children who get the flu shot along with pneumococcal vaccine, the PCV-13 and or DTaP vaccine at the same time might be slightly more likely to have a seizure caused by fever. Tell your health care provider if 
you have any of those issues. People sometimes faint after medical procedures, including vaccination. Tell your provider if you deal with busyness or vision changes or ringing in your ears. As with any medicine, there is a very remote chance of vaccine causing a severe allergic reaction reaction or other serious injury or death. So anything can happen and you got to accept that and deal with it. Or don't get vaccinated, but don't leave the freaking country and don't travel around and get other people sick, dumbass, if you're not going to get vaccinated. Like the moron family that reintroduced certain viral issues to other countries that didn't have issues with them anymore a couple of years ago. And always, there's always some dumbass that shouldn't be doing stuff, but they travel all over the place think they control the world but they don't give two shits about anybody else if there's a serious problem just contact your doctor call 911 get the person to the nearest hospital and common sense stuff uh yeah rest of it's all just contact information and things like that which you'll get if you get your vaccine you'll get the same stuff And then, uh, we're pretty much running out of time now, so I guess we don't really need to go any deeper into anything with that, with MS and stuff like that today. I think we can end it here. Leave it where it's at. Hopefully, you'll enjoy tomorrow's wellness episode coming up. It'll just be about health and wellness, MS, whatever. It's not going to be any comics or any other stuff like that. So Wednesdays will be regulated for that. And then I have two other new episodes coming out for a Monday regular program and a Friday regular programs that is going to allow me to turn the podcast into a five-day-a-week event. And then I can add on Saturday or Sunday stuff whenever for some bonuses. We'll see what happens. And that's going to be it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Get you out of the monster. Don't let the monster out of the closet. Keep him under your bed. And we'll get back to you soon. Check out Crimson Cowl Comic Club. Check out Under the Cowl. Check out, keep checking out Under the Cowl of the Mass. And we'll get back to you sometime soon. <laughs>